Hey everybody, Carl Monger with Gallant Few here. We are in Manitou Springs at the Adams Mark Adams Mountain Cafe. I always want to say that wrong for some reason. Adams Mark, right? Adams Mountain Cafe. And I've got Steve here with Victory Service Dogs. We did, uh, we tried to do a podcast a couple of months ago and I forgot to save it and got distracted and we lost some really good information. So while we're waiting on our lunch, we're going to talk about this again. And we've got Carl with Warriors First. And we want to find out what Warriors First is and what's happening in the Colorado Springs area. So, Steve, for your, your turn first, uh, introduce yourself, say what you did when you were in the military, and then what you do now. Okay. Steve Corey, uh, I was in the Army, did three years regular, three years National Guard. Um, I was a mechanic, 88 operator. So now, and an 88 for people that don't know, M88 is a big ass thing. Looks like a tank, but pulls tanks. Yep. Pulls tanks out of the mud. Yep. Fixes them. Yeah. Yep. So the tanker's best friend. Well, it looks kind of like a Winnebago if you put armor plating <laughs> all over it. Yeah. And uh, made it weigh like yep. a million tons. Right. That would be 76 it. tons. What yeah. that sucker weighs. <laughs> yep. And how long has Victory Service Dogs been around? Three years, a little bit over three years. We started in 2015. Uh, one of the motivating factors for me was the 22 suicides a day. And, you know, with our huge population of veterans, I just thought we should be doing more for our guys that need help. So, took a look at. Uh, how service dogs make a big difference and joined up with a couple people that got this started and nice it's been awesome awesome adventure well good we're going to come back and talk about some of that stuff in a minute but carl tell us uh, warriors first what's your background and what's warriors first well i'm carl anderson i'm the president with warriors first in the, I spent seven years in the Air Force, primarily as an F-15 crew chief. During Iraq and Afghanistan, I worked as a triple C, which most people aren't familiar with that because there were only 12 of us in theater at the time, but it's a classified combat courier. So I escorted the classified equipment and materials in and out of the combat zones, and whenever we had to go recover equipment from a downed aircraft or something like that, I was the one they sent out usually attached to an army or marine unit and we go recover what we needed to and bring it back. And Warriors First as a group has been around for about five years but as a professional organization we got our 501c3 status back in February and it actually started in the county jail here in El Paso County. Just a group of veterans got together, realized there weren't the resources they needed or the support they needed, so they got permission. And you said this was in the jail? Yeah. Okay. They got permission to start holding their own meetings and supporting each other, mainly just trying to provide the same camaraderie everyone relied on in the military. How are those drinks? Good? Perfect. Did you pull them okay? Perfect. Thank that, you. That just built and grew over the years, and then we moved out into the community last fall and it started building momentum and growing and we got our nonprofit status back in February and have been just trying to keep it going and 
just help as many people as we can. So what, when you say help as many people, what do you do? What's the mission of Warriors First? Uh, our main mission is just helping at-risk veterans, guys, or people. We mm -hmm. have men and women. Yep. Men and women. We've got a couple women of Women do dumb things, too. And, yeah. <laughs> but just people that are struggling with substance abuse, mental health, incarceration, mm -hmm. and we also help with employment and temporary housing. And Is there a veterans like court yeah. system out here? Yeah. So you guys tied in with that as well? We are loosely. We're not officially tied in with it, but we are definitely recognized within the Veterans Court, but we're also starting to be recognized within the other court divisions as well. And that's our main focus is just helping the veterans that end up finding themselves in trouble, not because they're inherently criminals, just because they haven't gotten the support and assistance that they need once they get out whether it's a mental health support I myself have PTSD and things like that and we've got other guys with other problems or just have developed a substance abuse problem while they're in the military and whether it's from over medication and proper medication or just something they relied to because they weren't getting the support and help they need I saw an article the other day somebody shared with me that uh, now they say that gabapentin is a huge contributor to the opioid crisis. And gabapentin, is, for the damage that I have in my back, the VA prescribed, I was supposed to take, oh, what was it, three a day, I think, of these things. And they would, my refills would be things that looked like a kid's candy jar, just full of these pills. And after I took them for a couple of weeks, I, I didn't like the way they made me feel, made it hard to think. So I just completely, completely cut it out. Right. And uh, that, I think the VA is a huge contributor to the opioid crisis. And, and veterans don't know what they're getting into because the doctor says take these things, and then they take them. And the next thing you know, then now they got to take some harder, and now they can't stop taking it, and it just builds. Yeah, and they give them a hard time when they do try to quit. Yeah, yeah. When when uh, they had me on three hydrocodone a day, 10, 10 milligram hydrocodone a day, and when I said, can we find something else, they're like, what, you, you don't want to take these? Right, I don't want to take these. Oh. That or they, like you were saying, they prescribe things in such a high dose, people develop a dependency on it. And then for whatever reason, the VA cuts that off. Yeah. So they don't have that, but they still have the dependency, so they have nowhere to turn but the illegal market to try and find what they need to do to fill that dependency and things like that. And so that's what gets a lot of guys in trouble and so we just try and provide a framework and support network for them to follow on to when they get out instead of just winding up back on the streets with nothing and nowhere to turn except what got them in trouble in the first place. What kind place. of budget do you guys have? Warriors first. Uh, right now it's very minimal. We're trying to find more long-term sponsors mm -hmm. and more donations and things like that so that we can continue to grow and be able to provide more and help more people out and on an annual basis twenty thousand dollars hundred thousand dollars what not even close. not even close yeah i think well we're probably on track to hit about five or six thousand this year okay so that's one so you're our, operating on five or six thousand dollars a year right now yeah. and how many veterans are you helping uh in our group we've got probably close to 120 140 people in our network and we hold 
three different support type groups a week. One is a art therapy group and then two support groups, which we usually average between, well, around 20 people per group. That fluctuates. I mean, it's different people all the time. We've got a few regulars, but there's always different people coming in. So, so how did you two guys get connected? Um, don't really remember. It was at, I think it was at uh, the Veterans Fair out at the Sky Sox Stadium is where we first. That no? was before the. Okay. Well, Steve. So, uh, talk about what, what kind of budget do you work under? How do you raise money? Um, it's been strictly grassroots fundraising um, donations. We've just started breaking into some grant money, but that's that's a hard process mm-hmm. when you're. It's like trying to get a, a loan from a bank for the first time. But um, yeah, it's frustrating to go through that process. So you're you're what fifty thousand probably on an annual basis, hundred fifty a year. Yeah. And how many dogs are you working with or placing roughly a year? Well, we have 55 that are actively in class right now. We have another 25 that are waitlisted, waiting to get in. Um, so we don't just provide the dog. So our, our program is different. We um, we use rescues and some um, dogs that are donated to us. And then we also allow veterans that already have their own dog. Um, if it tests out, you know, that'll, that it can be a service dog, then we'll let them come into our program too. So that opens the door to a lot more veterans. And you have a graduation ceremony coming up in October, right? When, when is it? We have 10 graduating on October 14th. And where is that going to be held? At the Barela Weddings and Event Center. In Colorado, Colorado Springs. Springs. Okay. And your website so people can find out about mm-hmm. it? VictorySD.org. VictorySD, like Sierra Delta.org. Yes. Okay. And your Facebook page? Victory Service Dog. You, you did, um, when I was in your office, you guys had a, a spreadsheet that you showed me that was a way that you measured how follow-up was going. What Can you, you know what I'm talking about? Can you talk a little about that process? So our goal is to stay in constant touch with all of our veterans because, you know, veterans have issues and, and they'll disappear if you don't keep track. <coughs> keep track of them so we're constantly in touch with them asking them um, how class is going and um, if they need help with anything and then we ask them to rate how our how our program is going for them so that's what we keep track of is uh, so you're getting that feedback so you know getting feedback yeah how that's we're great doing and, yeah just trying not to lose touch with anybody. Are you connected with any organizations, like if a dog has a health issue or veterans having trouble buying dog food? Or how do you We do. Um, we haven't had a lot of that as an issue, but we have a, a veterinarian that gives us 50% off. And then there's You another, were doing a dog wash or something with, weren't yeah, they involved in that? That's about the time 
we ran into these guys. Okay. What was our first activity to, as a partner anyways? Yeah. And so Warriors first, what, your website? It's warriors1st.org. The so, number one, right. Warriors One Sierra Tango. Yes. Dot org or dot com? Dot org. Dot org. Okay. And Facebook page? Uh, same, just Warriors First. Okay. And you guys, are you set up so that people can make donations through Facebook? Uh, not through Facebook. I believe you still can through our website. That's one of the things we've been working on. Mm -hmm. Look at Facebook because they have, if you're a 501c3, you can set up a donate link on the Facebook page that makes it real handy. And, and Facebook quit taking a chunk, so they, they pass all of the, those donations, come through 100% now. And right now, uh, Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center is our physical sponsor. So the easiest Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that because I haven't had a chance to visit them yet, but we'll come back to that in a sec. Uh, the easiest way to make donations directly to us is to actually do the donation to Mount Carmel. And our food is coming. Perfect timing. Thank you. Egg white. Sausage, I'll be back. Huevos Ranchero? Huevos is over here. Oh, quick. Omelet. Huevos. I was going to try that. Though. Wait, wait. Super, super hot. She's a pro. Don't touch it. Wow, that looks good. I'll be back with the sausage. Anything else? Looks hot good. sauce? Anything good. Hopefully we'll need it. Okay. Enjoy. Be back. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so you were saying, and then, then we'll get done so we can eat. You were uh, on donation? Yeah, Easiest way to make donations to us right now is to actually do the donation to Mount Carmel directed to us. Okay. Since we're technically operating under their uh, nonprofit number right now. Okay. We're in pro in process of getting our own. So you you have it filed, but you haven't received it yet. Correct. That, okay, I got you. Good. Good. What uh, what do we need to say? To, like in closing out, what do you, what does everybody need to know? Um, there's a huge need. We're we do a lot of work. Or a little with a little bit of budget that we work off of. Um, so if anybody wants to help us, um, like I said, we have 25 veterans waiting to come into the program. Um, so we we just want to help nice. as many as we can. And last comment from you, Carl. Uh, we're just trying to. Our main focus right now is just networking and bringing in some donations and fundraising. So we've actually got a ranch project we're working on right now, which we're, it's gonna be up in Florissant, Colorado, where we're trying to establish a recovery ranch for guys coming out of incarceration that need somewhere to go to transition or need a sober environment to reestablish their lives and start rebuilding from. And we've got the property, we just need the funding to start making it a legitimate sober living community and be able to start sponsoring people to go up there. Nice. Well, guys, thanks. Let's enjoy uh, brunch. We just finished uh, hiking the incline in Manitou Springs, which is uh, highly recommended. You come out here, you got to do the incline. It's awesome. Um, and uh, this is Carl Mager with Gallant Few. Also, the end of October, look for Vet Expo, V-E-T-X-P-O, Dot com in the Fort Worth area, Dallas-Fort Worth. We need you to be there. VetExpo.com.